0: Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. All right, good morning. I thought I'd talk about um, the front of the pelvis this morning. <laughs> Interesting place to speak about, front of the pelvis. And uh, the way I shape my classes, I, partic- I choose a particular part of the body, that holds experiences and emotions, and I develop a conversation around this particular topic. And I'm doing that this morning. And you could say, perhaps I'm taking a risk this morning. That's fun. I'm gonna see how the hell this goes. I I don't quite know yet. (laughs) But it came to me through a conversation I had the other day and I said, oh, that was interesting. And I'm gonna speak about it. And so the front of the pelvis, what we hold in the front of the pelvis is up on the board, the right side ideas of being a man or a woman and the left side feelings of being a man or a woman. And so oriented to, in and around the piriformis, you could say front of the pelvis. And so ideas and feelings, but what it is to be a man or a woman. And this particular conversation I was in the other days was about the selection process and how we select people and in particular partners and whatever you considered a partner to be. And I thought, wow, that's gonna be a really curious inquiry. And I'm gonna turn this into a conversation, see how it goes and include some other people, maybe you have something to say about it. And the idea is this conversation takes you into your practice on the mat and uh, informs the way in which you practice this morning. And maybe you leave with a new idea, a new perspective, a refined view of yourself, of how you select people. Let's see how that goes. Does this sound curious? Maybe interesting. (laughs) Dangerous indeed. True words, dangerous. Okay. Up on the board, the selection process. first distinction, women bear the burden of reproduction. That's an interesting statement, which is true, which shapes the way in which women select their mates. Therefore, women tend to evaluate and select mates cautiously because there is quite the burden that comes with selecting a mate and it's burdensome in some ways. One of the consequences of selecting a mate is becoming pregnant that happens sometimes i've been watching what's happening in the space with babies in the space which is very unique at peace retreat doesn't happen all that often there's quite a few babies around which is amazing and sweet (laughs) and it's also interesting to watch what happens when babies are around they demand a lot of attention and so they're burdensome in various different ways. And they're amazing, of course. And so there's a particular view that women have when it comes to their mates. And in part, that's what I'm attempting to get into in this conversation, of how you consciously versus unconsciously choose your mates. I'm not trying to exclude the fellows in the room. <laughs> Maybe you'll learn something from this as well. And so just put that in context that you choose mates based on what I'm speaking about. Partners. And you do it cautiously and selectively. Men vie for women's attention, which creates competition and aggression between men. That's true. Absolutely true. We have a tendency of vying for women's attention. It's like, look at me, see me, pick me. I'd like to be chosen. And we do that in our own unique way, vying for attention. A common male perspective in this context is if I gain status and rise to the top, I'll be selected. And so the best I get some attention, the way to do that is to overpower, be better than other men. So I can rise to the top. And it's an interesting selection process that we've defined over a very long period of time. That the tendency is men to compete for women's attention. You could say that's a dominance hierarchy in some sense. wrestling for attention. <laughs> and women get to pick and select those that rise to the top. And that happens for obvious reasons. It's been happening a very long time. Choose the strongest, smartest, the wisest. If that's the case, the offspring will have a better chance of surviving. It goes something like that. When I think back of uh, my younger years, I was very competitive and highly aggressive. And I was certainly in the dominance hierarchy I didn't really see it as I was vying for women's attention, but from this space, looking back, that's true as well. I was attempting to create safety for myself around men. And the way in which I did that is I'd compete and do so aggressively in the attempt to dominate. And I did that very well in various different realms. But looking back, it was also vying for women's attention. I see that a little different now, which I got, which is great. But I also shifted when I started to spend time with women, I became more, I'd say passive and meek. And I thought that was the way to create safety with women because that's what they wanted, but that didn't create safety for anybody. Certainly not me. I was just more pathetic. (laughs) And so it's confusing in some sense that I felt that I had to be competitive and aggressive to get some kind of status so I could rise to the top in some sense so I could feel safe. I didn't necessarily feel safe around men because I consistently had to feel, I felt like I had to continuously compete and be aggressive, always on guard. And when I was spending time with women, I was not that. I was more passive and meek. And I didn't feel safe in that either. And so I was confused. (laughs) What got me women's attention. I didn't embody because I felt that was not acceptable to be aggressive and competitive around women. And so I went to the extreme. And so it was confusing. And for a very long time, I've I've been attempting to get outside of this competitive, aggressive nature that I've developed for a very long time and to not slide into this passive meek experience that I've also been used to in various different ways and to find a state for myself where I could feel much more grounded and safe no matter where I went, which has been very difficult in various different ways. And it's more aligned to my values now, which I didn't have access to when I was younger, because I didn't know what those were. And so working in this selective process that we are in is very confusing, I think, for all of us. And that's why I'm attempting to have this conversation to perhaps develop some clarity, because it's a very strange experience that we're in as human beings. I'm speaking to my experience because that's all I know. You have your own unique experiences, which I'd love to hear. (laughs) And I'm whittling this down to two common, you could say tracks in some sense that we pursue. And I'm I'm attempting to define two tracks that women choose when it comes to men. Maybe you can find yourself in this, I'm not too sure. This is the risk. (laughs) And I'd love to hear your take on this. Because I'm attempting to learn something from this conversation as well. This is where you get to teach me. And I certainly need to get the lesson every once in a while, that's for sure. And so, down on the bottom board here, the first track that can be explored, uh, aligned to particular qualities that support the dominance hierarchy, you could say, which is ambition, power, and aggression, raw authority. It's like, argh, there's some aggression in there, some pursuit, which can be attractive in various different ways. But it also has its limits. Because that's not the ideal mate. And I could imagine some of you in this room are attracted to those qualities and have perhaps chosen those qualities and that particular kind of mate that didn't work out so well. Possibly. The second I thought would be interesting is the useful, fair, generous archetype, you could say, which is more around markers of creativity, which I would say is much more of a conscious decision. That's how it seems to me. Can also put the selection process as also the rejection process. So as we choose something, we also reject a lot more than what we're choosing, which is a curious way of looking at things. And that's happening all the time. We make a decision about one thing, we reject everything else. So it's really quite fascinating. And it's a pressurized experience that we're in. And we all want to be selected, chosen, the chosen one to have some attention. Choose me. I seem to be a good person. I'd like some attention, please. Go something like that. And so my question to you, this is what I'm getting to. It's what's a particular quality that you're attracted to, perhaps unconsciously, that has not worked out very well for you? In the other, oh, got a snicker over there, did I? (laughs) What is a particular quality in a mate that you're attracted to, perhaps unconsciously, that has not worked out very well for you? Everybody can answer that. That's unrefined in some sense. You have a, you've had a history of choosing. I'm interested in hearing. If you'd like to say it out. Yes, please. Thank you so much. So,
1: reliving the, I used to select people that would allow me to relive the childhood okay. that I experienced. Okay. Whether it was the my relationship with my father or my mother because those things, those roles that I played as a child were familiar to me. Mm-hmm. That is where I felt where I felt alive. Mm-hmm. So if I could feel that same way with a partner, mm-hmm. then I thought, okay, this is love because okay. my first caretakers, that was the love they showed me. Yeah. So until I learned that I was just uh, trying to repeat that of uh, like that that Really, what it was is, is for me, it was a feeling of being unsafe. Okay. Um, once I learned that I didn't, that's not what I needed, mm-hmm. and was able to put that aside, and neither of those first and second groups matter because there's such a dynamic combination that can make it up an individual, mm-hmm. but it's when you realize that you're actually safe with that person. Okay. Whether they're the like over aggressive or assertive person or the more passive person because obviously the role trying to like create a, a <laughs> pair that everybody's balanced. Yep. So those two for me it doesn't work for me because it's more positive, but it comes down to if you actually feel safe.
0: Okay. Well said. So for some time you're choosing qualities that supported an unsafe experience, an experience that you're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Because so
1: someone, well, for me, it was not having um, someone emotionally available to me because my father was emotionally available to me. So then I was like, oh, well, this feels normal. It must be love. <laughs> but then really, that was just um, that insecurity, that like, fear yep. was mistaken for love. Okay. And then it's like a huge deal to figure that out.
0: Excellent. What was the outcome? You don't have to get too detailed about it, but what was the outcome of pursuing something that you're so familiar with? with the particular qualities that led you to feeling unsafe in relationships okay so addiction issues and that left you feeling what was the outcome for you
1: abandonment.
0: abandonment okay well said thank you for that a little trip down memory lane yeah not so easy uh, but also great Right, which is also amazing that you can say yeah, that. No, because I was
1: thinking about what I said when you go class the other day which you got to me, are you happy with what you have? Are you uh-huh. happy with where you are?
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I had to say to my husband, like, I'm actually really happy with where we are right now. Good for you. I'm like, oh, I have a
0: childhood with this guy. <laughs> good. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you for sharing. Good. Yeah, absolutely. So just talking about a particular quality that you've been attracted to and some and a mate that has not worked out so well for you. I have to get into the details about it. I'm just curious about the particular quality. We got something to say about that. I'm so curious.
1: Emotionally distant.
0: Emotionally distant. Okay. And in that experience, the outcome for you has been? Uh,
1: it leaves me feeling like weak and needy.
0: Okay. Weak and needy. Okay. Very good. Thank you for that. Else, and jump into this conversation. You see yourself in a particular way. Mm-hmm. Tantalizing conversation, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay, so focus, focus more on the physical traits versus...
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, physical part first. Doing that got you into some trouble? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Le- left feeling what in those experiences at times? Um,
1: disappointed in myself.
0: Okay. Disappointment. Okay. Very good. Thanks for that. You have something to say over there. Okay. Choosing the person that wasn't choosing you. Okay. 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 In the pursuit. So you could win. All right. And at times, how did that work out for you? You got it. You won. Didn't feel very good. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good to recognize particular traits or focuses. Those just don't vanish. They stick around. They stay around. And the idea is to unpack them in a way that you can refine them. and to include them in your selection process because you're consistently selecting constantly. Whether you're with the same person or not, you're consistently either selecting that person day in and day out, over and over, or someone else. And to be able to refine your selection process is important and so to become more conscious about how you're doing it and what you're unconsciously attracted to and why and where that takes you and to make sure that you're including it so you can't stop falling for it in some sense. And so you lead your less you lead yourself into less trouble less often. And that might be smart to do that every once in a while. And so the idea is to focus in on your ideas. And how some of your ideas take you into feelings you don't necessarily want to experience, but you're so familiar and used to. We do that all the time. You could say every day, we can do that. And wouldn't it be something to, yet again, refine your selection process when it comes to your mate or mates, plural. Who knows what you're up to out there.
1: I think it's really important that you mentioned that when you're with somebody mm-hmm. versus
0: when you're still single or maybe in a polyamorous situation, mm-hmm. um, you
1: are selecting that person every single day yes and you have to continue to like, choose well choose with choose to be with them but to select them so it's, yeah. it's not something that you just get to be like yeah i'm married like don't have to worry about this anymore of course mm-hmm. angry, so it's still an effort all the time to because when you're within relationships you're still working on yourself and you're still Learning new things about yourself, and you're still changing. So, if you're still changing, learning new things about yourself, you have
0: to be able to find a part of the way to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. As you're yep. Well said. Constantly choosing it, yeah, in a conscious way, ideally. So, thanks for saying that. Very important, and easy not to do that. We can easily focus on the things that aren't working, and dismantle relationships very easily. We can do that, no problem. And so, I have another question for you. What's a trait or quality that you're attracted to consciously in someone else that you know if that quality is present, it's good for you, it's good for them, and therefore it's good for your relationship? What is that quality? Maybe it's a sense of humor. Maybe it is, I don't know, ambition. Maybe it is something other than those two things. <laughs> Anybody get a sense of that? A quality that you find attractive? That's conscious that is perhaps aligned to your values. Anybody get a sense of that? What are you, what is it? What's a quality? Humbleness and humility. Humbleness and humility. Okay, so if they don't have, if they're not humble or embody humility, then they're in that track of ambition and power and aggression, something like that. Okay, unattractive to you. Okay, good. Thanks for that. Very good. Anybody else particular quality that you find tantalizing and attractive? Say it it again. Kindness. Kindness. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you for that. If you're around kindness, I imagine that you want to be kind. It's reciprocal. That's nice. Anybody else out there? Accountability. Accountability. Okay, very good. Something you appreciate about being accountable and being held accountable, I could imagine, in some sense. It's a little bit of a combination of being
1: responsible. He wants to be responsible. Mm-hmm. what you are responsible
0: for. Okay. Very good. One step up from responsibility. I like how you put that. Thank you for that. Anybody else want to share before we move on? Curiosity. curiosity. Okay. What does that quality give you access to curiosity? To, like, not get stuck. Hmm. okay okay yeah growth forward movement very nice mm-hmm okay okay got some depth okay thank you for that. All right. Thank you for sharing this curious conversation. How important it is to be conscious. Conscious to what we're choosing and where that leads us. It has to be beyond impulses. Our impulses. has to be beyond that. Our impulses can get us into trouble. So much trouble. We're burdened with the consequences and there should be some heavy burdens that come along with our decision making such as at the top of the board that's a heavy consequence that can come along in the selection process and how important it is to pay attention to what we're selecting part of me about what what's mine my conscious i like intelligence and wit yeah it is pretty good <laughs> it is important yeah All right. So ideas and feelings we're moving into in this practice, the focus is on the front of the pelvis, piriformis, a delicate part of the body, such as our decision making process, and the ways in which we feel about how we place ourselves in the social structure, and within relationships. And perhaps at the end of your practice, you're leaving with something that is new. It's come to you throughout your practice. Who knows? We'll see. Are you ready? I'm ready. Very good, nice to be with you. We're gonna carry on in practice,
1: okay?